Praise the Lord. What does it say? I am yours. What is it? I am yours. What? My days. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Thank you. All my days. Jesus, I am yours. Who are we talking to? Jesus. What are you saying to him? You say to him, I am yours. What, 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 I, 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 you say, you're saying to Jesus, I am yours. And you're saying to him, all my days, I am yours. Do we mean that? Yes. Okay. If we mean that, and I know we mean to mean that, you know, we, we, we would like to mean that, but do we really mean that? I am yours. All my days, I am yours. Could God or could Jesus say to us, would he have a right to say to us that if, if you are mine and all the days you are mine, you are mine, you're totally mine, you belong to me, I have sanctified myself that you might also be sanctified and be mine. I have purchased you. I have redeemed you by my blood. By my sacrifice, I have made you mine. I brought you out of the kingdom of darkness into my very own kingdom. I've even put my own spirit in you. And I've taken out that old nature and I've given you my nature. You are bought with a price. You are my temple. And you say to him, I am yours. Well, if we are his, shouldn't, does, he, does he have a right to say that? Well, if, I'm your, if you are mine, why don't I do the talking? Why don't I do the living? Why don't I, why, do, why, don't, why don't I truly live in you, truly live through you? Why should it not just be me and none of you? And what would that look like? Oh, that would look like total victory. What would that look like? Now, let's, let's be daring tonight, amen? And if you guys pull, who knows, right? You know what I mean by pull? If you pull, then I, you know, I, I'm, I'll go for it, all right? Um, but let's be daring. Let's dare to believe the word of God literally. Forget your own ambition. Forget your own ideas. Forget what you like and what you don't like because the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter. You are not your own. Amen? Amen. You are crucified. Therefore, what does your ambition have to do with anything? Amen? What you like. I like this, I don't like. None of that matters. It's not you. You crucify. It is the life of Christ. All right? Okay. And all of the victory that God has for you and I is connected to that life of Christ in us. And that life living through us. All of the victory he has is connected to that. 
That life of Christ that he has placed in us, it is that life and living and functioning in that life that will cause us to walk in the pathways that he has prepared for us, that will cause us to, to do the works that he has ordained for us. It is all about that life. As I was thinking this a little while ago, I was reminded, and this was a thought lurking somewhere in the back of my mind over the last couple of days, but it just came to the forefront of my thinking. How much it is the will of God, and, and I guess in my own life and, and, in, and in terms of my own assignment, and that all the teaching, all the preaching, teaching this lesson, that lesson, healing, whatever, 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 whatever messages over the years, all of it is to this point, is to bring us to this point where we can truly function in Christ and in the nature of God. That's what it's all about. Where it is no longer you, but it is Christ that lives in you. And it is his life being lived through you. Amen? The Bible says in 1 John 4, 9, that they, herein is the love of God made manifest, that we might live through him, that he might live through us. This is what it's all about. Herein is the love of God made perfect, that as he is, so are we in this world. So are we to be in this world as he is. And that's what it's all about. Now, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, now let's, let, let, me, let me, I'm just going to, anyway, let me just say it. The Holy Ghost is God. And the Holy Ghost is not this person that we push around, that is following us around, and when we say do this, he says, okay, okay. It's not like that. He is God. He loves us infinitely. But he is not, you see, God does all things according to the pleasure of his own will. And according to Ephesians um, 1, and I think verse 9, 10 in that area, and a few other places, his purpose is in himself. Ephesians 1 verse 11 is going to tell us about, about his purpose and his will. And everything, God is purposeful. As I said, God is not somebody's bellboy, and the Holy Ghost is not, no, no, it's not like that. But the Holy Ghost is here, and he is so committed to the purpose of God being fulfilled in our lives. And because, first of all, Christ, we are to function in Christ, that's our life, it is him living through us, when we line that up with purpose, we are in a place where God can do what he wants to do. And all that he wants to do is good and absolute victory. So let's key in on purpose for a bit. Let us key in on the life of Christ. A couple of scriptures about purpose. The Bible says, for instance, in Romans chapter 8, 8 verse 28, and that's the one we, 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 we quote, but let's not stop at 28. Romans 8 verse 28 says, For God works all things together for good. For them that love God and are called according 
to his purpose. God does. Now when it says God does, it means the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost is a doer. Amen? The Holy Ghost is a performer. The Bible says he performs all things for us. He is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus was raised by the glory of the Father. When you get healed, it is the Holy Spirit that quickens your mortal body. When you got born again, you were born again of the Word and of the Spirit of God. If you become transformed, then you need to be, so that on the outside you begin to look like you are on the inside, and you become conformed to the image of Christ, it is a work of the Holy Spirit that will do that. It says now, this, it, it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit. And by the way, it is the spirit that removes the veil. That blinds people. Amen. It is, this, it is the Holy Spirit that removes the veil. It is the Holy Spirit that makes you see. It is the Holy Spirit that delivers you from deception. It is the Holy Spirit that has anointed you and teaches you all things. And takes the things of God and reveals them unto us. It is the Holy Spirit that even as he had taught us, we shall abide in him. Why? You see, back in home, and I'm going all over the place, but it doesn't really matter. But in the epistle of John, it is going to tell us about all these, these antichrists, false spirits to deceive us. Isn't it right? But it says you have received an unction from the Holy One. And that unction from the Holy One is to deliver you from the lies and the deception of the enemy. And it, it first... John 2, 27, he teaches you all things, leads you and guides you to all truth, and even as he had taught you, if you get a hold of what he teaches, if you get a hold of what he speaks, if you get a hold of what he says, and you act on it, what will happen? You shall abide in him. You will not be deceived and be outside of him. You will be found in him. In him. Not having your own righteousness, which is of the law based on your works, but the righteousness which is of God. So everything that is done is done by the Holy Ghost. The work of transformation that's always talking about. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. And as I said, it was talking about the veil being removed and he does that. But it also goes on to say now, referring to the veil, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. You don't have the limitations of humanity because you are brought into the realm of the eternal nature of God. That's not humanity. When you are functioning in eternal life, you're no longer functioning in humanity. You're no longer functioning in the limitations of man. Jesus says we are in the world, but we are not to be defined by the world with the limitations of the world. We have got the Holy Ghost. And we, are to, and we can do all three. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So it says then that now this, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But it then goes on to say, we are with open face, unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We are with open face beholding Christ. His excellence, his beauty, his truth. We behold him and we are transformed and changed into what? The same image into him. How? We are transformed and changed from glory to glory even as by the? By what? By the spirit of the Lord. 
See, even that work of transformation is done by the Holy Spirit. In other words, then, here you and I, we are born again. Christ is on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. But the Bible says Christ is in you, yes. But it also says in Galatians 4, verse 19, Paul says, I travail again that Christ might be formed in you. And he was talking about Christ taking over the realm of your soul. Amen? But how is that going to happen? You can be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, memorize the Bible, do all of that, and if that work of transformation does not take place by the Holy Ghost, your soul will still be somewhat unsaved. Which means what your soul will not be under the dominion of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Which is to say, your soul will still be in a place where, where the kingdom of darkness is operating. But how can that transformation take place? How can that love of God that is shed abroad in your heart abound in your soul? How can all these things happen? How can, 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 can the, the attitudes and all of these things be changed? It is the work of the Holy Spirit. But now, watch this now. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now in Romans chapter 8, purpose, say purpose. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good, for them that love God, and are called according to his purpose. For who he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. You are born again, and the Bible says this new man is created after the image of him that created him. Does it not? Yeah. Um, Colossians 3 verse 9, and, and, and verse 10. That this new man is created after the image of him that created him. This new man is the same as Jesus is the express image of the Father. This spirit man is the express image of Christ. Christ is all and in all. But this verse is saying, moreover, this verse is saying, whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen? In other words, that confirmation, that transformation that needs to take place, that is in line with the verse before, purpose. Can you see that? Purpose. So again, when it comes to the transformation, you becoming like Jesus, so to speak, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. And on and on we go. All right, so... But purpose. So there's a purpose verse. Okay. Now, in, in um, the first epistle of John, chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, He that sinneth, he that sinneth, that practices sin, he that sinneth, he that committed sin is of the devil. Because the devil sinneth from the very beginning. That's his style. That's his M.O. That's his nature. Isn't that right? He sinned from the beginning. That's his nature. That was not Adam's nature. It was imported to Adam by the devil. Isn't that right? And it says in Romans 5 verse 8, because of that sin that was imported, or that was imported to Adam, because of that sin, what happened is that death came upon every man. Isn't that right? And, 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 and death reigned in every human being. But it was because of that sin nature. So it says, he that committed sin is of the devil. Because the devil sinned from the beginning, that's the sin nature. For this purpose, what purpose? That's the nature. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might what? 
destroy the works of the devil. What do you mean destroy the works of the devil? Put a stop and get rid of that sin nature. Not just contain it, but get rid of it. Amen? There again, purpose. So if you and I are in line with purpose, the Holy Ghost is committed. Alright, now, so, but that was the problem. This problem was that same nature. Now we know that knowing this, that the old man is crucified with Christ. In the new birth, that old man, that same nature is crucified. But before that happened, here's what going, here's what's going on. That same nature, out of that same nature flow death, death, flow discrimination, flow prejudice, flow greed, flow the lust, flow um, envy, flow strife, flow contention, flow marriage problems, flow sickness, flow disease, flow poverty, flow lack, flow loneliness, and flow all the things that aid the human race comes out of that root of sin nature. Amen? So you fix that, you fix everything. So what did God do? You know what happened? Jesus came and he became the problem. He became sin. He took that nature. The Bible says he identified with the enemy like a serpent. Even so was the Son of Man lifted up on that pole and took that nature into himself. He became sin, died, put an end to that nature. Hmm. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Separation out. Let me just stay over here. He put an end to that sin nature, died, crucified, buried, got rid of it. And then when he was raised up, and God says, again, I will be unto him a father, and again, he will be unto me a son. And he became the first begotten from the dead. Amen? And you and I were raised up together with him. And you and I were given his life because that old life was crucified with him. Amen. And what happened? So here we are. We are born again. Yeah. Now we've got eternal life. But there was something that happened before the eternal life. I know we think of John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, which is the nature of God. Isn't that right? And we think, well, God, we think, well, that was the purpose of God. Well, not really, really, really. The purpose of God was, first and foremost, according to the word, to get rid of that sin nature. That was the purpose of God. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, to get rid of that nature of the devil. But anyway, once he got rid of that, then he replaced it with his own nature. Amen? He so loved the world that he gave us himself. He gave yeah. us his nature. Are you with me? Yes. Now, if you and I are going to have victory, then it is this very life that he gave us that we must now function in. Amen? Okay. This life that we have, there's a verse of scripture in um, James chapter 1 verse 25. First of all, it was talking about Let's, let's flip over there. I, I almost, I'm almost consciously trying to not open the Bible. I'm not flipping the Bible. And I'm not trying to be, be, be sacrilegious or unspiritual. But just so as to stay in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Really, it's the truth. All right? All right? So bear with me. Where is that? Okay. James. James chapter 1. Hallelujah. 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 
Yenda hanama nama na rebe. Ye rebe lo rumba rakashata. Yekela makura babanda. Ne mande lo kura bababa. Ha ha ha. Hey, shake a little bit. Now here is the reason why a simple little thing like that is so important. It might seem arrogant, it might seem like whatever, the Lord is saying, no, I don't, want, I don't want to look in the Bible, I just want to just flow the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that might seem as if it's off, it's not off. You know why it's not off? For this reason. We talk about walking in the Spirit, operating in the Spirit. But truly, to operate in the Spirit, you've got to operate by the Spirit. And the Bible says in James, not James, in, in Romans chapter 7 and verse 6, verse, verse, mm -hmm, verse 6, but now we are delivered from the law, being dead wherein we were held. The law works. Our own ability, our own strength, dependence on ourselves. I can do it. Wherein we were held that we should serve, we will be delivered from the law that we should serve what? In the newness of life. That is the very life of Christ. That is resurrection life. And not in the oldness of the letter. Now, the Amplified, and that is brilliant. It says in the Amplified, so now we serve not under the obedience to the old code of written regulations, watch this, but under obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in the newness of life. You see, when you can follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you will be in the Spirit. That is why 1 John 2.27 says that the anointing teaches us all things, leads us and guides us into all truth. And even as he has taught you, you shall abide in the truth. Because if you, if you, even as he has taught you, when you follow him, when you follow his prompting, here you find yourself, bam, in the truth. Jesus is the truth. Are you with me? Anyway, we're just going to say, in, in James... Chapter, maybe that was for me. <laughs> James chapter 1. And verse 22. Let me just try to read it. But you, verse 21, receive with meekness that grafted word which is able to save your soul. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own hearts. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, remember grace. Remind me. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face in a glass. If he be a hearer and not a doer, he beholds himself as in a glass. He even sees the Christ that he is. Remember? Remember how it says, Where this now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Beholding as in a glass, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are transformed and changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So here we see, he that beho he beholds himself 
if you are a hearer but not a doer, he looks into that mirror, not that mirror. He may even get to the point of seeing Christ and recognizing that that's who he is on the inside. But if he's not a doer, he deceives his own self. For he beholds himself and he goes away and straight away he forgets what man of man he was. He beholds himself, sees Christ, recognizes here I am, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing, new creation, all my things are bad. But then he goes away and he forgets and he doesn't act on that. He does not act on that. So he, he believes now that because he knows and he understands that, he's got the victory and he doesn't. Amen? Your understanding or knowing or having the revelation does not mean you're going to have the victory. Amen? Victory does not come from revelation. Victory comes from action. Revelation gives you motivation, but it's motivation that causes action. Action is what gives you the fruit. Are you with me? All right. So it says, but whosoever do, look it into this perfect law of liberty. Look it into what? This perfect law. Look it into this mirror and sees Christ. Whoever looks into that perfect law of liberty and continues, look it and continues, look it and continues. He doesn't just look, see, go away and forget. He looks and he continues. He looks and even though he's not looking, he's still looking. Because he's like he binds himself to what he sees. Amen? He's locked in like a cruise missile. But whosoever looking into that perfect law and continues, be faithful for what he sees, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Not of the word, of the work. Because of the work of transformation. What happens? Bam! Now he's in line with purpose. Now he's in line with exactly what God wants. He's to be transformed. He is to be changed into the very image of Christ. So now the Holy Ghost comes on the scene and he now does the work and the man is blessed in all of his deeds. Amen? He looks, he continues and he's blessed in all of his deeds. Now, the fact that here is the thing, Christ is all of your victory. Christ is the perfect, is the answer it's God's answer that gives liberty, freedom, remove boundaries, remove limitations, brings you the very excellency and the glory of God. Christ is the answer. Christ is the perfect solution. There is no better answer. So Christ himself is the perfect law to produce that liberty. He is the perfect law of liberty. Amen? But well, why is he the perfect law of liberty? Well, for one thing, Christ that is in us, that person, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Isn't that right? Christ, the person that is on the inside of us, he is the wisdom of God. He is the power of God. He is sanctification. He is redemption. He is righteousness. Christ in us. Christ is the very, the very excellency of God. He is the fullness of the Godhead dwells within him, the person Christ. But Christ is not just the person. Christ is not just the person. Christ is also the nature. Examine for a moment. 
Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And remember, it's all about Christ. It's about functioning in Him. But it's functioning in Him, in Christ, the person. But it's functioning in Christ, the nature of God that you know are. It is functioning in Christ, which is the anointing of God. Amen? Are you with me? It is functioning in Christ, who is the essence of the new creation. The new creation. The nature of God. The anointing. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet, not I, but it is what? Christ that liveth in me. So the life I live is the life of Christ. I have the very spirit of Christ. God has sent for the spirit of his son in our heart crying out, Father. The person, he lives in here. I don't know how he could be so big and live in little me, but he does. But not only that, the life I now live is the life of Christ. And then it goes on to say, if this was accomplished by the works of the law, then Christ died in vain. It says, that's not what it says. It says this about righteousness. It says, I will not frustrate the grace of God. For if the righteousness I do not frustrate. So he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's his life. I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God. Say grace. grace. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness, if having this life of Christ came by the law, by my own doing, by my own self-effort, then Christ died in vain. And it called this life that I now have, no longer I, but Christ living in me, it called this life that I now have righteousness. Amen? It called this life righteousness. So I have the person of Christ, I have the nature, and the nature of Christ, which is the nature of God, and that nature is righteousness, this new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. Jesus became sin that we might be made in righteousness of God in Christ. So just in Galatians 2, 20 and 21, we see Christ the person, we see Christ the nature, we see righteousness. But then it also said, I do not frustrate the grace. The grace, the grace. I'm going to go shift, shift off here a little bit. Grace. Grace is the ability of God, isn't it? Amen? It's God's ability. Now, there was a problem with the law. The law was designed to help us to recognize we can't do it. And the thing about the law, it was your doing. The law came by Moses. But what? Grace came how? Through Jesus Christ. Now watch this. The ability of God. Now, anytime we try to any time we try to meet God's standards by our own self-effort, we are going to fail. If we try to overcome the enemy, the works of the devil, with our own self-effort, we will fail. But for this purpose, he was manifested. Get rid of that old nature. Get rid of that sin nature. Give us the nature of Christ. And with that nature of Christ, we have the victory. Now watch this. 
Because to have the nature of Christ is to have the ability of God. It's grace. It's grace. So whereas sin caused failure, that's in nature, that was connected to the law, listen to this verse of scripture for a moment. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under the law, law but under what? Grace. Watch this. Hey, 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 this is good. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not in that place where you're depending on yourself. But you're in this place functioning with the ability of God. And that's what destroy the works of the devil. So if you and I are going to have victory, we got to do it how? Not by might, not by power, but, but by grace, by the ability of God. Amen. The life of Christ is the ability of God on the inside of us. That's the hope. That's the hope of glory. Can you see that? So that Christ, that nature, that righteousness, that essence of the new creation, is the perfect answer for liberty. It is the means, the perfect law of liberty. So, you don't have to look anywhere else. What do we have to do? Get a hold of that. Function in that nature. And once you endeavor to function in nature, the Holy Ghost says, that's my job. That's my job to conform you. That's purpose. That's purpose. I'll fulfill it. I'll begin it. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to do the work of transformation. I'm going to make you that. I'll cause Christ to be formed in you. I'll give you the victory. This is the victory that overcometh. Whatsoever is born of God, that's new nature, overcometh. Christ is the very essence of your born again nature. Listen to this verse of scripture. The Bible says, Galatians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. 14. I will, I, will not, I will not glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Amen? And then it goes on to say, For, not, for circumcision availeth not, nor does uncircumcision, but it is the new creation that availeth. Now, that word availed means, according to the uh, uh, James, James chapter 5, verse 16, the effectual, fervent prayer of who? That person is operating in oneness with God. That person that has the righteous, Galatians 2, 21, called righteous, called defined righteous as being no longer you, but Christ living in you. That's what Galatians 2, 20, 21 says. Think about that. Isn't that awesome? That's what righteousness is. It's not long, no longer you. It's Christ in you. Amen. Amen? Amen? So, where was I? So, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, that person operating in oneness, that's why if without that oneness, there ain't no availing. Amen? Amen? You can forget it. Amen? But the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. The Amplified says, makes much power 
available that is dynamic in its working. Right? When you track that down in other places, in, in, in gospel, it simply means can do. It can do. That is why you can do all things through what? Christ. That's the anointing. The power of God. He that has anointed us is God. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Christ is anointing. Christ is the person. Christ is nature. Christ is righteousness. Amen? And it says that power availeth us. It says that um, the effectual firm of the righteous man availeth. It availeth. It, it produces a can do. Now, if he's in Galatians chapter 5, sorry, 6 and verse 15 says, circumcision, that can't do. Uncircumcision, that can't do either. It doesn't matter circumcised or uncircumcised or anything else. It is only the new creation that availeth. Well, the new creation is righteous. It is only the new creation that availeth. In other words, you want victory, you've got to function in a new creation. You've got to function as who you are in Christ. Amen? And who are you? This new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. You must function in righteousness. You must function in the nature of God. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, He's given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we might be partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through us. Escape that why? Because they're functioning in a divine nature. So this divine nature is total victory. Christ is total victory. It's the perfect means of liberty. It is the perfect law of liberty. So it is that nature that puts on that God destroy, remove that demonic, sinful, sin nature, got it right out of us by the new birth and the sacrifice of Christ, and replaced it with the life of his son, Christ. And this is the victory. Whatever is born of God, this overcomes. New creation, this overcomes. Essence of a new creation, all things are of God. Christ is all and in all. So, this is now total, complete victory. So the devil, for him to win, to him to, because it's already done. You're born again, it's done. You've overcome, you've, it's done. So now the only thing he can do is he must stop you from functioning into that nature. That's what he's got to do. He don't care what else you do because anything else you do might look nice to people. It might even build a crowd, but at the end of the day, it's not going to produce. Amen? It's, it's going to be, a, it, it, on some level, it may very well be a cooperation with the kingdom of darkness. And he don't mind that. But just don't let them function in that nature. Don't let them function in Christ. Don't let them function in oneness with God. Bring them into a place where they're separated from that life. Separated from Christ. Do anything. Do everything. Anything. Strife. Confusion. Guilt. Condemnation. Insecurity. Fear. Shame. Do anything. Get them to be self-righteous. Whatever. Just don't let them function in that nature. Because if they do, total victory. Amen? Amen? But it also tells us what we must do. We must function in that nature. Amen? 
So God now says, all right, how are we going to do that? How are we going to function in that nature? Well, go back to James 1 verse 25. It says, he that looketh and continueth in that perfect law of liberty, that continues in Christ, in that nature, in that righteousness, in that person, in that anointing, in that new creation, he that, that looketh and continues and binds himself to it, that man will be blessed in all of his deeds. So our thing is we got to continue. We got to stay hooked up. We must not allow ourselves to be separated. We got to continue. And this process of continuing is faith. It is letting the life of Christ. We sang, what was the song again? Was it? I'm yours. Let it be him. Let it be him. Colossians 2 verse 6 says, as you, as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. How did you receive him? You were saved how? By? Grace through faith. Not of works, as any man should boast. So if the way you receive him is the way you're supposed to continue, it's going to have to be by? Grace through faith. Which means what? you got to live this life I got the ability of God. How, how, how can you say that? By faith. Because I believe. I have God's ability. I have the life of Christ. He is in me. He is wisdom. He is righteousness. He is sanctification. That's why we want. He has set me apart. I'm not my own. He is redemption. He is deliverance. He is healing. He is wholeness. He is prosperity. I got it. I'm not trying to get it. I got it. Yeah. And when I line up with that, oh, the Holy Ghost said, I like those words. That sounds like purpose. Come on. I got to bring fulfillment. I got to do the work of transformation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and make them into the very image of it. Woo, glory to God. That, that, that's it. So, walk as he walk. Be one with that life. That's faith. I like um, this verse in Galatians. Not, that, I, anyway, that's one of them. I don't think that is the one you know. But anyway, in Hebrews chapter 3, 3 and verse 6, where it says, as a son over his, that Jesus is a son over his, his own house. And that we must hold fast to the, to, the, to the joy and the rejoicing and the confidence firm until the end. Ah, uh, no, that wasn't the one. <laughs> I used the one this morning, and I knew it wasn't the one there too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's a, good, that's a good one, though. <laughs> but it's Hebrews 3 and verse 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> For, but that's a good one, though. It's not wrong, but it isn't the perfect one, okay? <laughs> For we are partakers of Christ, the perfect law of liberty. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. If you stay with it, if you continue, if you keep on looking, and if you stay with it, if you stay with it, look it, continue it. Look at, continue it. Staying with that life. It is faith. 
Resist them steadfast in the faith. Now, I, I, I need to do this also. Now, all of that is wonderful. First of all, that look at, you got to meditate in it. You got to find out what the truths are. Bind yourself to them. The Bible says, um, Galatians 2.14, walking, walking upright in the truths of the gospel. Whether it be the truth of freedom from shame, guilt, condemnation, or whatever. Walking upright in the truth of the gospel. Let me take a five sidestep here because this is really important. And this has been so much on my mind recently. Um, and, then, and, I know it's be, and I know it's because of that confirmation stuff that was happening in the States. And it's really, you know, some stuff about it was very provoking. And all of this Me Too movement stuff. And, you know, people can say whatever they want, but it is still very valid. The experiences of life could damage you. It can scar you. Right? But now what the devil wants to do, here you are, you are born again. I am yours. I've got a new life. Christ is now my life. This is who I am. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things are of God. I am, I am, a, I am the perfect product. Coming out of that perfect sacrifice. By one offering, it says, Hebrews 10 verse 14. He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's me. That's who I am. Isn't that my new identity? Isn't Christ himself my life? That is my identity. But what happened? Life experiences. Life experiences would like you to identify with the fact that, oh, I was divorced. Or I'm divorced. Life, the devil wants you to identify the fact that, you know what? I remember growing up and there was no food on the table. I remember going to bed and I've heard, and I've known, right? we have to hide cookies whenever we can because I, because I could be hungry in the middle of the night. The poverty that I grew up in. Or I was abused. I was neglected. This happened to me. I was raped. Alright? Did this bad thing about maybe I spent some time in jail, whatever the case is. But all of these things. I, 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 I wasn't academically very sharp growing up. I used to be called names. I was like a dunce. We used to call it, I don't know what to call it in this country. I remember the experience one time when they tell me go hug the garbage can because that's who I am. And those stuff have branded me. And I'm taking on that identity. But now you see, and he would like to define you by that identity. He would want, he uses all of these things to build up strongholds, imaginations, high things, thoughts, stuff that exalts itself against what? The truth, Christ. And if he could succeed in that, and if we don't do what it takes, to pull down those strongholds and silence those voices and shut down that strife and not be defined by the past or by experiences or whatever else. Can you imagine Peter? Oh, that's the guy that sank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Hey, that was the guy that walked in the water, man. What are you talking about? You see what I'm saying? We must not allow that. We have got to cast down those things. God has given us weapons to pull them down. But the devil wants those things to define you. When in fact we are to be defined 
only by that sacrifice that has purchased us, that has redeemed us, that has perfected us forever. And if we do that, the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to bring the transformation. And I'm going to save your soul. I'm going to wake that word become so engrafted on the inside of you. It will transform your soul and get you to the place where this will be your reality. You crucified to the world. The world is crucified to you. And, and nothing or no one and none of that matters. Because there's only one voice that matters. And that's the voice of the master. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen? Yeah. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. I will not listen to the voice of the circumstances. I will not listen to the voice of the environment. I will not listen to the voice of my experience. I'm not going to listen to the voice of my past. I'm not going to listen to what people say. They could call me grasshopper all you want. Oh, you are you have these uncircumcised lips. You are a stutterer. What makes you think Pharaoh is going to listen to you? Who do you think you are? You're going to lead this army. I'm a mighty man of God. That's what Jesus said to Gideon. Isn't that right? Yeah. Where are you going to be defined? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I am yours. But let it be him. Let it be his life. Let it be his voice. Let it be his righteousness. Let it be his peace. Let it be his strength. Let it be his faith. You live this life by the faith of the Son of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And how does faith possess? How does faith work? Faith believes and faith speaks. You believe according to the truth, but then you speak. But I'll tell you something else about the speaking. The speaking is speaking the truth. But the speaking must also have a voice of authority. Amen? God says in Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9, Paul says, look, I was called by God and I'm anointed by God. This is the dispensation. This is what I'm called to do. To let all men see what is their part in this mystery, which is Christ in you. And the reason why I need to get men to see it, the body of Christ, is, is for this purpose. Because it was the intent. That's another word called purpose. That's another word for purpose, you know. Ephesians 3.10. To the intent, that purpose. Which means whatever coming up, the Holy Ghost will work with it. Amen? Remember he worked with what? Purpose. To the intent that onto the principalities and powers might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen? According to the eternal purpose, which he had purposed in Christ. According to what he had accomplished in Jesus. And in verse 12, and we have boldness and confidence with access by the faith of him. Boldness and access with confidence, not only toward God, but to the devil. So we are to declare and speak the wisdom of God. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of the cross and the sacrifice to the enemy. We have to declare that with boldness and with confidence. And if it's with boldness and with confidence... There's got to be some oomph in it. Amen? <laughs> I remember in basketball, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, there was a particular criticism made of a certain team, and it says they just don't have the oomph factor. In others, yeah, they play a good season, but whenever playoff time comes, they just don't have that oomph. But you've got to have some oomph. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
You gotta have authority. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The devil is playing, he's not playing games. He wants to stop you. He wants to neutralize you. He wants, he don't want you to, to have a testimony manifesting the life of Christ. But the Bible says we've got confidence and boldness and access by the faith of Christ. And you've got to have this in the kingdom of God, something violent, but we got to be violent and take it by force. you got to decide I'm not going to put up with any of this. God has said, he said he's given me weapons that are not carnal. They're not fleshy. They're not human, but they are eternal. It has the very nature of God. They are mighty through God to pull down strongholds, smash imagination, shut up the, 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 those, those high-minded things and get them down and bring, make everything, every thought bow. To the life of Christ and the nature of God that is in you. God says you've got to do that. How? Because I've given you the authority. Whatever you bind shall be bounded. Whatever you loosen shall be loosened. Behold, the devil, the, whole accused, the power of Christ has come. The kingdom of God has come. Freedom, liberty has come. Why? Because the accuser has been cast down. Because the works of the devil that was the root cause has been destroyed. Amen. 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 So now he says, you go in my name. You go in my authority. And you speak and you declare and you bind and you loosen. But you've got to operate in the spirit of authority. You've got to operate in a, in a manner of where, where, where you are commanding and demanding, not begging and pleading. Not backing down and backing up. God said the work concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. Isaiah 45 verse 11. Jesus says, because I live, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these, I've gone to the Father. And whatever you shall demand as your right, I'll do it. I'll see to it that it's done. John 14 verse 12 to 14. Amen? And again, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Job 22 verse 28. Psalms 2 verse 7. I shall declare what the Lord has decreed. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance and the uppermost parts of the earth for your possession. We have got to get into that mode. God says I have already declared the word that's gone out of my mouth in righteousness that unto me every knee shall bow. Amen. The name, we are one with the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. God has already declared it. And you see, it is not you. Don't forget, I am yours. Well, it's his life. He's using your voice. He is going to make his word in your mouth like a fire and like a hammer. He's going to make your mouth like a polished shaft. He's going to make you like a sharp crushing instrument, having teeth. But you've got to have some teeth. <laughs> Amen? Are you hearing me? Yes. Now you see, what has happened is, because you see, you've got to make the devil obey you. Yes. You've got to make sickness leave you. Yes. You've got to make it go. You've got you to gotta let it know that you mean business, that I'm not putting up with this. You've got to get out of my body. You've got to get out, go from me. You've got to have that kind of authority. Amen? Amen. Whatever you bind, whatever you bound, 
Cast them imaginations. This is what it's all about. And this is what? What are we doing? We're simply functioning in this life of Christ. We're letting our life flow. And we're just acting like I'm the son of God. I didn't say I am a child of God. I'm acting like I'm the son of God. Are you with me? Yes. This is what this is what is required. This is where we are right now, and all of creation yes. waiting to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Yes. That's what it's about. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's stop there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let's stand. Lambando rokoso kotoba leke lebe korokoso kotokorobo. Oh, go ahead. Praise the Lord. What does it say? I am yours. Was it? I am yours. What? My days. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Thank you. All my days, Jesus, I am yours. Who are we talking to? Jesus. What are you saying to him? I'm yours. You saying to him? I'm yours. You saying to Jesus, I am yours. And you're saying to him, all my days, I am yours. Do we mean that? Yes. Okay. If we mean that, and I know we mean to mean that, you know, we, we, we would like to mean that. But do we really mean that? Yes. I am yours. Mm-hmm. All my days, I am yours. Could God or could Jesus say to us, would he have a right to say to us that if if you are mine and all the days you are mine, you are mine, you're totally mine, you belong to me, I have sanctified myself that you might also be sanctified and be mine. I have purchased you, I have redeemed you by my blood. By my sacrifice, I have made you mine. I've brought you out of the kingdom of darkness into my very own kingdom. I've even put my own spirit in you. And I've taken out that old nature and I've given you my nature. You are bought with a price. You are my temple. And you say to him, I am yours. Well, if we are his, shouldn't, does, he, does he have a right to say that? Well, if, I'm your, if you are mine, why don't I do the talking? Why don't I do the living? Why don't I, why, do, why, don't, why don't I truly live in you, truly live through you? Why should it not just be me and none of you? And what would that look like? Oh, that would look like total victory. What would that look like? Now let's let's be daring tonight, amen. And if you guys pull, who knows, right? You know what I mean by pull? If you pull, then I, you know I, I'll go for it. All right. 
Um, but let's be there. Let's dare to believe the word of God literally. Forget your own ambition. Forget your own ideas. Forget what you like and what you don't like because the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter. You are not your own. Amen? Amen. You are crucified. Therefore, what does your ambition have to do with anything? Amen? What you like. I like this. I don't like. None of that matters. It's not you. You crucified. It is the life of Christ. All right? Okay. And all of the victory that God has for you and I is connected to that life of Christ in us. And that life living through us. All of the victory he has is connected to that. That life of Christ that he has placed in us, it is that life and living and functioning in that life that will cause us to walk in the pathways that he has prepared for us, that will cause us to, to do the works that he has ordained for us. It is all about that life. As I was thinking this a little while ago, I was reminded, and this was a thought lurking somewhere in the back of my mind over the last couple of days, but it just came to the forefront of my thinking. How much it is the will of God, and, and I guess in my own life and, and, in, and in terms of my own assignment, in that all the teaching, all the preaching, teaching this lesson, that lesson, healing, whatever, 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 whatever messages over the years, all of it. Is to this point, is to bring us to this point where we can truly function in Christ and in the nature of God. That's what it's all about. Where it is no longer you, but it is Christ that lives in you. And it is His life being lived through you. Amen? The Bible says in 1 John 4 9. That they, herein is the love of God made manifest. That we might live through him, that he might live through us. This is what it's all about. Herein is the love of God made perfect. That as he is, so are we in this world. So are we to be in this world as he is. And that's what it's all about. Now, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, now let's, let, let me, let me, I'm just going to, anyway, let me just say it. The Holy Ghost is God. And the Holy Ghost is not this person that we push around, that is following us around, and when we say do this, he says, okay, okay. It's not like that. He is God. He loves us infinitely. But he is not, you see, God does all things according to, to the pleasure of his own will. And according to Ephesians um, 1 and I think verse 9, 10 in that area. And a few other places. His purpose is in himself. Ephesians 1 verse 11 is going to tell us. About, about his purpose and his will. And everything, God is purposeful. As I said, God is not somebody's bellboy, and the Holy Ghost is not, no, no, it's not like that. But the Holy Ghost is here 
And he is so committed to the purpose of God being fulfilled in our lives. And because, first of all, Christ, we are to function in Christ, that's our life. It is him living through us. When we line that up with purpose, we are in a place where God can do what he wants to do. And all that he wants to do is good and absolute victory. So let's key in on purpose for a bit. Let us key in on the life of Christ. A couple of scriptures about purpose. The Bible says, for instance, in Romans chapter 8, 8 verse 28, and that's the one we, 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 we quote, but let's not stop at 28. Romans 8 verse 28 says, For God works all things together for good. For them that love God and are called according to his purpose. God does. Now when it says God does, it means the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost is the doer. Amen? The Holy Ghost is the performer. The Bible says he performs all things for us. He is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus was raised by the glory of the Father. When you get healed, it is the Holy Spirit that quickens your mortal body. When you got born again, you were born again of the Word and of the Spirit of God. If you become transformed, then you need to be, so that on the outside you begin to look like you are on the inside, and you become conformed to the image of Christ, it is a work of the Holy Spirit that will do that. It says now, this, it, it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit. And by the way, it is the spirit that removes the veil. That blinds people. Amen. It is, this, it is the Holy Spirit that removes the veil. It is the Holy Spirit that makes you see. It is the Holy Spirit that delivers you from deception. It is the Holy Spirit that has anointed you and teaches you all things. And takes the things of God and reveals them unto us. It is the Holy Spirit that even as he had taught us, we shall abide in him. Why? You see, back in home, and I'm going all over the place, but it doesn't really matter. But in the epistle of John, it is going to tell us about all these, these antichrists, false spirits to deceive us. Isn't it right? But it says you have received an unction from the Holy One. And that unction from the Holy One is to deliver you from the lies and the deception of the enemy. And it, it first John 2, 27, he teaches you all things, leads you and guides you to all truth, and even as he had taught you, if you get a hold of what he teaches, if you get a hold of what he speaks, if you get a hold of what he says, and you act in it, what will happen? You shall abide in him. You will not be deceived and be outside of him. You will be found in him. In him. Not having your own righteousness, which is of the law based on your works, but the righteousness which is of God. So everything that is done is done by the Holy Ghost. The work of transformation, that's what we're talking about. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, and as I said, it was talking about the veil being removed, and he does that. But it also goes on to say, now, referring to the veil, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. You don't have the limitations of humanity because you are brought into the realm of the eternal nature of God. That's not humanity. When you are functioning in eternal life, you're no longer functioning in humanity. You're no longer functioning in the limitations of man. 
Jesus says we are in the world, but we are not to be defined by the world with the limitations of the world. We have got the Holy Ghost, and we, are to, and we can do all things. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So it says then that now this, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But it then goes on to say, we all with open face, unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We all with open face beholding Christ, his excellence, his beauty, his truth. We behold him and we are transformed and changed into what? The same image into him. How? We are transformed and changed from glory to glory even as by the? By what? By the spirit of the Lord. See, even that work of transformation is done by the Holy Spirit. In other words, then, here you and I, we are born again. Christ is on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. But the Bible says Christ is in you, yes. But it also says in Galatians 4, verse 19, Paul says, I travail again that Christ might be formed in you. And he was talking about Christ taking over the realm of your soul. Amen? But how is that going to happen? You can be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, memorize the Bible, do all of that, and if that work of transformation does not take place by the Holy Ghost, your soul will still be somewhat unsaved. Which means what? Your soul will not be under the dominion of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Which is to say, your soul will still be in a place where where the kingdom of darkness is operating. But how can that transformation take place? How can that love of God that is shed abroad in your heart abound in your soul? How can all these things happen? How can, 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 can the, the attitudes and all of these things be changed? It is the work of the Holy Spirit. But now, watch this now. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now in Romans chapter 8, purpose, say purpose. purpose. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good, for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. You are born again, and the Bible says this new man is created after the image of him that created him. Does it not? Yeah. Um, Colossians 3 verse 9, and, and, and verse 10. That this new man is created after the image of him that created him. This new man is the same way Jesus is the express image of the Father. This spirit man is the express image of Christ. Christ is all and in all. But this verse is saying, moreover, this verse is saying, whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen? In other words, that confirmation, that transformation that needs to take place, that is in line with the verse before, purpose. Can you see that? Purpose. So again, when it comes to the transformation, you becoming like Jesus, so to speak, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. And on and on we go. All right, so... But purpose. So there's a purpose verse. Okay. Now, in, in um, the first epistle of John, chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, He that sinneth, he that sinneth, that practices sin, 
He that sinneth, he that committed sin is of the devil. Because the devil sinned from the very beginning. That's his style. That's his MO. That's his nature. Isn't that right? He sinned from the beginning. That's his nature. That was not Adam's nature. It was imported to Adam by the devil. Isn't that right? And it says in Romans 5 verse 8, because of that sin that was imported, or that was imported to Adam, because of that sin, what happened is that death came upon every man. Isn't that right? And, 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 and death reigned in every human being. But it was because of that sin nature. So it says, he that committed sin is of the devil. Because the devil sinned from the beginning, that's the sin nature. For this purpose, what purpose? That's the nature. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might what? Destroy the works of the devil. What do you mean destroy the works of the devil? Put a stop and get rid of that same nature. Not just contain it, but get rid of it. Amen? There again, purpose. So if you and I are in line with purpose, the Holy Ghost is committed. Alright, now, so, but that was the problem. This problem was that sin nature. Now we know that knowing this, that the old man is crucified with Christ. In the new birth, that old man, that sin nature is crucified. But before that happened, here's what going, here's what's going on. That sin nature, out of that sin nature flow death, death, flow discrimination, flow prejudice, flow greed, flow the lust, flow um, envy, flow strife, flow contention, flow marriage problems, flow sickness, flow disease, flow poverty, flow lack, flow loneliness, flow all the things that aid the human race comes out of that root of sin nature. Amen? So you fix that, you fix everything. So what did God do? You know what happened? Jesus came and he became the problem. He became sin. He took that nature. The Bible says he identified with the enemy like a serpent. Even so was the Son of Man lifted up on that pole and took that nature into himself. He became sin, died, put an end to that nature. Hmm. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Separation out. Let me just stay over here. He put an end to that sin nature, died, crucified, buried, got rid of it. And then when he was raised up, and God says, again, I will be unto him a father. And again, he will be unto me a son. And he became the first begotten from the dead. Amen? Amen. And you and I were raised up together with him. And you and I were given his life because that own life was crucified with him. Amen. And what happened? So here we are. We are born again. Yeah. Now we've got eternal life. But there was something that happened before the eternal life. I know we think of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, which is the nature of God. Isn't that right? And we think, well, God, we think, well, that was the purpose of God. Well, not really, really, really. The purpose of God was first and foremost, according to the word, to get rid of that sin nature. That was the purpose of God. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. To get rid of that nature of the devil. But anyway, once he got rid of that, then he replaced it with his own nature. Amen. 
Amen? He so loved the world that he gave us himself. He gave yeah. us his nature. Are you with me? Yes. Now, if you and I are going to have victory, then it is this very life that he gave us that we must now function in. Amen? Okay. This life that we have, there's a verse of scripture in um, James chapter 1 verse 25. First of all, it was talking about Let's, let's flip over there. I, I almost, I'm almost consciously trying to not open the Bible. I'm not flip the Bible. And I'm not trying to be, be, be sacrilegious or unspiritual. But just so as to stay in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Really, it's the truth. Okay? Alright? So bear with me. Where was that? Okay. James. James chapter 1. Halekanamungu. Rebecca. Rebecca. No, no. Kosele Yenda hanama nama na kuhorebe ye rebendo rumba raka shata yekela makura babanda ne mande lokora baba ha 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 te shekelebe now here is the reason why a simple little thing like that is so important it might seem arrogant it might seem like whatever that that is saying no I don't I don't want to look in the Bible I just want to just flow the Holy Ghost and that might seem as if it's off it's not off. You know why it's not off? For this reason. We talk about walking in the spirit, operating in the spirit. But truly, to operate in the spirit, you've got to operate by the spirit. And the Bible says in James, not James, in, in Romans chapter 7 and verse 6, verse, verse, mm -hmm. verse 6, but now we are delivered from the law, being dead wherein we were held. The law works. Our own ability, our own strength, dependence on ourselves. I can do it. Wherein we were held that we should serve, we will be delivered from the law that we should serve what? In the newness of life. That is the very life of Christ. That is resurrection life. And not in the oldness of the letter. Now, the Amplified and that is brilliant. It says in the Amplified, So now we serve not under the obedience to the old code of written regulations, watch this, but under obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in the newness of life. You see, when you can follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you will be in the spirit. That is why 1 John 2.27 says that the anointing teaches us all things, leads us and guides us into all truth, and even as he has taught you, you shall abide in the truth. Because if you, if you, even as he has taught you, when you follow him, when you follow his prompting, here you find yourself, bam, in the truth. Jesus is the truth. Are you with me? Anyway, we were just going to say in, in James chapter, maybe that was for me. <laughs> James chapter 1 and verse 22. Let me just try to read it. But you, verse 21, receive with meekness and grafted word which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own hearts. For if any be a hearer of the word 
and not a doer remember grace. Remind me. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face in a glass. If he be a hearer and not a doer, he beholds himself as in a glass. He even sees the Christ that he is. Remember? Remember how it says, where this, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Beholding as in a glass, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are transformed and changed from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So here we see, he that beho beholds himself, if you are a hearer, but not a doer, he looks into that mirror, not that mirror. He may even get to the point of seeing Christ and recognizing that that's who he is on the inside. But if he's not a doer, he deceives his own self. For he beholds himself and he goes away, and straight away he forgets what man of man he was. He beholds himself, sees Christ, recognizes, here I am, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing, new creation, all men comes about, but then he goes away and he forgets and he doesn't act on that. He does not act on that. So he, he believes now that because he knows and he understands that, he's got the victory and he doesn't. Amen? Your understanding or knowing or having the revelation does not mean you're going to have the victory. Amen? Victory does not come from revelation. Victory comes from action. Right. Revelation gives you motivation, but it's motivation that causes action. Action is what gives you the fruit. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. So it says, but whosoever do, look it into this perfect law of liberty. Look it into what? This perfect law. Look it into this mirror and sees Christ. Whoever looks into that perfect law of liberty and continues, look it and continues, look it and continues. He doesn't just look, see, go away and forget. He looks and he continues. He looks and even though he's not looking, he's still looking. Because he's like he binds himself to what he sees. Amen? He's locked in like a cruise missile. But whosoever looking into that perfect law and continues, be faithful for what he sees, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, not of the word, of the work, because of the work of transformation. What happens? Bam! Now he's in line with purpose. Now he's in line with exactly what God wants. He's to be transformed. He is to be changed into the very image of Christ. So now the Holy Ghost comes on the scene, and he now does the work, and the man is blessed. In all of his deeds. Amen? He looks, he continues, and he's blessed in all of his deeds. Now, the fact that here is the thing Christ is all of your victory. Christ is the perfect, is the answer. It's God's answer that gives liberty. Freedom, remove boundaries, remove limitations, brings you the very excellency and the glory of God. Christ is the answer. Christ is the perfect solution. There is no better answer. So Christ himself is the perfect law to produce that liberty. He is the perfect law of liberty. Amen? 
But why is he the perfect law of liberty? Well, for one thing, Christ that is in us, that person, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Isn't that right? Christ, the person that is on the inside of us, he is the wisdom of God. He is the power of God. He is sanctification. He is redemption. He is righteousness. Christ in us. Christ is the very, the very excellency of God. He is the fullness of the Godhead dwells within him, the person Christ. But Christ is not just the person. Christ is not just the person. Christ is also the nature. Examine for a moment. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Remember, it's all about Christ. It's about functioning in him. But it's functioning in him, in Christ, the person. But it's functioning in Christ, the nature of God that you know are. It is functioning in Christ, which is the anointing of God. Amen? Are you with me? It is functioning in Christ, who is the essence of the new creation. The new creation. The nature of God. The anointing. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet, not I, but it is what? Christ. Christ that liveth in me. So the life I live is the life of Christ. I have the very spirit of Christ. God has sent for the spirit of his son in our heart crying out, Father. The person, he lives in here. I don't know how he could be so big and live in little me, but he does. But not only that, the life I now live is the life of Christ. And then it goes on to say, if this was accomplished by the works of the law, then Christ died in vain. It says, that's not what it says. It says this about righteousness. It says, I will not frustrate the grace of God. For if the righteousness I do not frustrate. So he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's his life. I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God. Say grace. grace. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness, if having this life of Christ came by the law, by my own doing, by my own self-effort, then Christ died in vain. And it called this life that I now have, no longer I, but Christ living in me, it called this life that I now have righteousness. Amen? It called this life righteousness. So I have the person of Christ, I have the nature, and the nature of Christ, which is the nature of God, and that nature is righteousness, this new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. Jesus became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So just in Galatians 2, 20 and 21, we see Christ the person, we see Christ the nature, we see righteousness. But then it also says, I do not frustrate the grace. The grace, the grace. I'm going to go shift, shift off here a little bit. Grace. Grace is the ability of God, isn't it? Amen? It's God's ability. Now, there was a problem with the law. 
The law was designed to help us to recognize we can't do it. And the thing about the law, it was your doing. The law came by Moses. But what? Grace came out through Jesus Christ. Now watch this. The ability of God. Now, anytime we try to meet, anytime we try to meet God's standards by our own self-effort, we are going to fail. If we try to overcome the enemy, the works of the devil, with our own self-effort, we will fail. But for this purpose, he was manifested. Get rid of that old nature. Get rid of that sin nature. Give us the nature of Christ. And with that nature of Christ, we have the victory. Now watch this. Because to have the nature of Christ is to have the ability of God. It's grace. It's grace. So whereas sin caused failure, that's in nature, that was connected to the law. Listen to this verse of scripture for a moment. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under the law, law but under what? Grace. Watch this. Hey, 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 this is good. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not in that place where you're depending on yourself. But you're in this place functioning with the ability of God. And that's what destroyed the works of the devil. So if you and I are going to have victory, we got to do it how? Not by might, not by power, but, but by grace, by the ability of God. Amen. The life of Christ is the ability of God on the inside of us. That's the hope. That's the hope of glory. Can you see that? So that Christ, that nature, that righteousness, that essence of the new creation is the perfect answer for liberty. It is the means, the perfect law of liberty. So you don't have to look anywhere else. What do we have to do? Get a hold of that. Function in that nature. And once you endeavor to function in nature, the Holy Ghost says, that's my job. That's my job to conform you. That purpose, that's purpose. I'll fulfill it. I'll begin it. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to do the work of transformation. I'm going to make you that. I'll cause Christ to be formed in you. I'll give you the victory. This is the victory that overcometh. Whatsoever is born of God, that's new nature, overcometh. Christ is the very essence of your born again nature. Listen to this verse of scripture. The Bible says, Galatians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. 14. I will, I will not, I will not glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Amen. And then it goes on to say, for not for circumcision availeth not, nor does uncircumcision, but it is the new creation that availeth. Now, that word availeth means, according to the uh, uh, James, James chapter 5, verse 16, the effectual, fervent prayer of who? Right. That person is operating in oneness with God. 
That person that has the righteous, Galatians 2.21 called righteous, called defined righteous as being no longer you but Christ living in you. That's what Galatians 2.21 says. Think about that. Isn't that awesome? That's what righteousness is. It's not long, no longer you. It's Christ in you. Amen? Amen? So, where was I? So, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, that person operating in oneness, that's why if without that oneness, they ain't no availing. Amen? Amen? You can forget it. Amen? But the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. The Amplified says, makes much power available that is dynamic in its working. Right? When you track that down in other places, in, in, in the gospel, it simply means can do. It can do. That is why you can do all things through Christ. That's the anointing. The power of God. He that has anointed us is God. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed to the devil. Christ is anointing. Christ is the person. Christ is nature. Christ is righteousness. Amen? And it says that power availeth much. It says that um, the effectual form of every righteous man availeth. It availeth. It, it produces a can do. Now, Ephesians, Galatians chapter 5, sorry, 6 and verse 15 says, circumcision, that can't do. Uncircumcision, that can't do either. It doesn't matter circumcised or uncircumcised or anything else. It is only the new creation that availeth. Well, the new creation is righteous. It is only the new creation that availeth. In other words, you want victory? You've got to function in a new creation. You've got to function as who you are in Christ. Amen? And who are you? This new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. You must function in righteousness. You must function in the nature of God. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, he's given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises we might be partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through us. Escape that. Why? Because they're functioning in the divine nature. So this divine nature is total victory. Christ is total victory. It's the perfect means of liberty. It is the perfect law of liberty. So it is that nature that for sure that God destroyed, removed that demonic, sinful, sin nature, got it right out of us by the new birth and the sacrifice of Christ and replaced it with the life of his son, Christ. And this is the victory. Whatever is born of God, this overcomes. New creation, this overcomes. Essence of a new creation, all things are of God. Christ is all and in all. So, this is now total, complete victory. So the devil, for him to win, because it's already done. You're born again, it's done. You've overcome, it's done. So now the only thing he can do is he must stop you from functioning into that nature. That's what he's got to do. He don't care what else you do because anything else you do might look nice to people. It might even build a crowd, but at the end of the day, it's not going to produce. Amen? 
it's, it's going to be, a, it, it, on some level, it may very well be a cooperation with the kingdom of darkness. And he don't mind that. But just don't let them function in that nature. Don't let them function in Christ. Don't let them function in oneness with God. Bring them into a place where they're separated from that life. Separated from Christ. Do anything. Do everything. Anything. Strife. Confusion. Guilt. Condemnation. Insecurity. Fear. Shame. Do anything. Get them to be self-righteous. Whatever. Just don't let them function in that nature. Because if they do, total victory. Amen? But it also tells us what we must do. We must function in that nature. Amen? So God now says, all right, how are we going to do that? How are we going to function in that nature? Well, go back to James 1 verse 25. It says, he that looketh and continueth in that perfect law of liberty, that continues in Christ, in that nature, in that righteousness, in that person, in that anointing, in that new creation. He that, that looketh and continues and bind themselves to it, that man will be blessed in all of his deeds. So our thing is we got to continue. We got to stay hooked up. We must not allow ourselves to be separated. We got to continue. And this process of continuing is faith. It is letting the life of Christ. We sang, what was the song again? Was it? I'm yours. Let it be him. Let it be him. Colossians 2 verse 6 says, As you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. How did you receive him? You were saved how? By? Not of works, lest any man should boast. So if the way you receive him is the way he's supposed to continue, it's going to have to be by grace, through faith. Which means what? you got to live this life. i got the ability of God. How, how, how can you say that? By faith. Because I believe. I have God's ability. I have the life of Christ. He is in me. He is wisdom. He is righteousness. He is sanctification, that's why we want. He has set me apart. I'm not my own. He is redemption. He is deliverance. He is healing. He is wholeness. He is prosperity. I got it. I'm not trying to get it. I got it. And when I line up with that, oh, the Holy Ghost says, I like those words. That sounds like purpose. Come on. I got to bring fulfillment. I got to do the work of transformation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And make them into the very image of it. Woo, glory to God. That, that, that's it. So, walk as he walk. Be one with that life. That's faith. I like um, this verse in Galatians. I love that, um, anyway, that's one of them. I don't think that is the one you know. But anyway, in Hebrews chapter 3, 3 and verse 6, where it says, as a son over his, that Jesus is a son over his his own house. And we must hold fast to the, to, the, to the joy and the rejoicing and the confidence firm until the end. Ah, uh, no, that wasn't the one. <laughs> I used the one this morning and I knew it wasn't the one there too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's a, good, that's a good one though. 
but it's Hebrews 3 and verse 14. Glory to God, hallelujah. <laughs> For, but that's a good one, there's nothing wrong, but it isn't a perfect one, okay? <laughs> For we are partakers of Christ, the perfect law of liberty. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. If you stay with it, if you continue, if you keep on looking, and if you stay with it, if you stay with it, look it, continue it, look it, continue it, staying with that life. It is faith. Resisting steadfast in the faith. Now, I, I, I need to do this also. Now, all of that is wonderful. First of all, that look at, you got to meditate in it. You got to find out what the truths are. Bind yourself to them. The Bible says, um, Galatians 2.14, walking, walking upright in the truths of the gospel. Whether it be the truth of freedom from shame, guilt, condemnation, or whatever. Walking upright in the truth of the gospel. Let me take a five side step here because this is really important. And this has been so much in my mind recently. Um, and, then, and, I know be, and I know it's because of that confirmation stuff that was happening in the States, and it's really, you know, some stuff about it was very provoking. And all of this Me Too movement stuff, and, you know, people can say whatever they want, but it is still very valid. The experiences of life could damage you. It can scar you. Right? But now what the devil wants to do here you are, you are born again. I am yours. I've got a new life. Christ is now my life. This is who I am. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things are of God. I am, I, am a, I am the perfect product coming out of that perfect sacrifice. By one offering, it says, Hebrews 10 verse 14, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's me. That's who I am. Isn't that my new identity? Isn't Christ himself my life? That is my identity. But what happened? Life experiences, life experiences would like you to identify with the fact that, oh, I was divorced. Or I'm divorced. Life, the devil wants you to identify the fact that, you know what? I remember growing up and there was no food on the table. I remember going to bed and I've heard and I've who knows where I have to hide cookies whenever we can because I because I could be hungry in the middle of the night. The poverty that I grew up in. Or I was abused. I was neglected. This happened to me. I was raped. Alright? Did this bad thing about maybe I spent some time in jail, whatever the case is. But all of these things. I, 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 I wasn't academically very sharp growing up. I used to be called names. I was like a dunce. We used to call it, I know what call it in this country. I remember the experience one time and they tell me go hog the garbage can because that's who I am. And those stuff have branded me. And I've taken on that identity. But now you see, and he would like to define you by that identity. He would want, he uses all of these things to build up strongholds, imaginations, high things, thoughts, stuff that it exalts itself against what? The truth. 
Christ. And if we can succeed in that, and if we don't do what it takes to pull down those strongholds and silence those voices and shut down that strife and not be defined by the past or my experiences or whatever else. Can you imagine Peter? Oh, that's the guy that sank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Hey, that was the guy that walked in the water, man. What are you talking about? Amen. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we must not allow that. We have got to cast down those things. God has given us weapons to pull them down. But the devil wants those things to define you. When in fact we are to be defined only by that sacrifice that has purchased us, that has redeemed us, that has perfected us forever. And if we do that, the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to bring the transformation. And I'm going to save your soul. I'm going to wake that word, become so engrafted on the inside of you, it will transform your soul and get you to the place where this will be your reality. You crucified to the world, the world is crucified to you, and, and nothing or no one, and none of that matters. Because there's only one voice that matters. And that's the voice of the master. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen? And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. I will not listen to the voice of the circumstances. I will not listen to the voice of the environment. I will not listen to the voice of my experience. I'm not going to listen to the voice of my past. I'm not going to listen to what people say. They could call me grasshopper all you want. Oh, you, are, have, you have these uncircumcised lips. You are a stutterer. What makes you think Pharaoh is going to listen to you? Who do you think you are? You're going to lead this army. I'm a mighty man of God. That's what Jesus said to Gideon. Isn't that right? Yeah. Where are you going to be defined? That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I am yours. But let it be him. Let it be his life. Let it be his voice. Let it be his righteousness. Let it be his peace. Let it be his strength. Let it be his faith. You live this life by the faith of the Son of God. Amen? Amen. And how does faith possess? How does faith work? Faith believes and faith speaks. You believe according to the truth, but then you speak. But I'll tell you something else about the speaking. The speaking is speaking the truth. But the speaking must also have a voice of authority. Amen? God says in Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9, Paul says, look, I was called by God and I'm anointed by God. This is the dispensation. This is what I'm called to do. To let all men see what is their part in this mystery, which is Christ in you. And the reason why I need to get men to see it, the body of Christ, is, is for this purpose. Because it was the intent. That's another word called purpose. That's another word for purpose, you know. Ephesians 3.10. To the intent, that purpose. Which means whatever coming up, the Holy Ghost will work with it. Amen? Remember, he works with what? Purpose. To the intent that onto the principalities and powers might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen? According to the eternal purpose, which he had purpose in Christ. According to what he had accomplished in Jesus. And in verse 12, and we have boldness and confidence with access by the faith of him. 
Boldness and access with confidence, not only toward God, but to the devil. So we are to declare and speak the wisdom of God. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of the cross and the sacrifice to the enemy. We have to declare that with boldness and with confidence. And if it's with boldness and with confidence, there's got to be some oomph in it. Amen? <laughs> I remember in basketball, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, there was a particular criticism made of a certain team, and it says they just don't have the E factor. In others, yeah, they play a good season, but whenever playoff time comes, they just don't have that oomph. But you've got to have some oomph. Yes. <laughs> right? You've got to have authority. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The devil is playing, he's not playing games. He wants to stop you. He wants to neutralize you. He wants, he don't want you to, to have a testimony manifesting the life of Christ. But the Bible says we've got confidence and boldness and access by the faith of Christ. And you've got to have this in the kingdom of God suffering violence, but we gotta be violent and take it by force. You gotta decide I'm not gonna put up with any of this. God has said, He said He's given me weapons that are not carnal, they're not fleshy, they're not human, but they are eternal. It has the very nature of God. They are mighty through God to pull them strongholds, smash imagination, shut up those, those high-minded things and get them down and bring make everything, every thought bow to the life of Christ and the nature of God that is in you. God says, you've got to do that. How? Because I've given you the authority. Whatever you bind shall be bounded. Whatever you loosen shall be loosened. Behold, the devil, the, whole accuse, the power of Christ has come. The kingdom of God has come. Freedom, liberty has come. Why? Because the accuser has been cast down. Because the works of the devil that was the root cause has been destroyed. Amen. 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 So now he says, you go in my name. You go in my authority. And you speak and you declare and you bind and you loosen. But you've got to operate in the spirit of authority. You've got to operate in a, in a manner of where, where, where you are commanding and demanding and begging and pleading. Not backing down and backing up. God says the work concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. Isaiah 45, verse 11. Jesus says, because I live, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these, I've gone to the Father. And whatever you shall demand as your right, I'll do it. I'll see to it that it's done. John 14, verse 12 and 14. Amen? And again, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Job 22, verse 28. Psalms 2 verse 7. I shall declare what the Lord has decreed. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance and the uppermost parts of the earth for your possession. We have got to get into that mode. God says I have already declared the word that God out of my mouth in righteousness that unto me every knee shall bow. Amen. The name, we are one with the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. God has already declared it. And you see, it is not you. Don't forget, I am yours. 
Well, it's his life. He's using your voice. He is going to make his word in your mouth like a fire and like a hammer. He's going to make your mouth like a polished shaft. He's going to make you like a sharp crushing instrument having teeth. But you've got to have some teeth. <laughs> Amen? Are you hearing me? Now you see, what has happened is, because you see, you got to make the devil obey you. You got to make sickness leave you. You got to make it go. You got you to gotta let it know that you mean business, that I'm not putting up with this. You've got to get out of my body. You've got to get out go from me. You've got to have that kind of authority. Amen? Amen. Whatever you bind, whatever you bound, mm. cast them imaginations. Mm. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And this is what? What are we doing? We're simply functioning in this life of Christ. We're letting that life flow. And we're just acting like I'm the son of God. I didn't say I am a child of God. I'm acting like I'm the son of God. Are you with me? Yes. This is what this is what is required. This is where we are right now, and all of creation yes. waiting to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Yes. That's what it's about. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's stop there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let's stand. Oh, 